Hello and welcome to Apocalypse Bunker Discs. Well, let's face it. The desert islands are being swallowed by rising sea levels, and the 21st century castaway is far more likely to find themselves marooned in an apocalypse bunker. Each installment, I ask my lockway to elect eight songs, a film, and a book that they would download with their Wi-Fi rationing down in the vault, and to choose things that they feel are underheard. This installment, I have invited Theodora, a filmmaker and musician with the punk band The Shadracks. With a penchant for 60s girl group 45s, all things Yugoslavic, and Nouvelle Vague cinema, I felt that a 60s laundrette would make the ideal apocalypse rendezvous. So please excuse the percussive accompaniment of the tumble dryers and passing patrons. So I'm joined by Theodora in the Barbican Laundrette. Hello. Hello. And we're surrounded by the Washeteria Automatons. It's very fitting. And the sound of the machines in the background, I think, are very soothing. Yes. <laughs> for this wonderful Sunday. And it is a Sunday morning, which yes. is appropriate. It is appropriate. You'll hear why <laughs> later on. I'll get right into it. So for your first track, you have... So my first track is by Dave Berry and it's called This Strange Effect. Um, I chose this song uh, mostly because it's a very good pop song and this list that I've chosen for this post-apocalyptic mm. scenario in the bunker is that I imagined what if there was a society that existed after this apocalypse, what songs I would like them to hear. So my first song is a pop song that is kind of a typical pop song, but at the same time has some bizarre bits to it. And it's a little bit off kilter, which mm. I really like about this song. I like how he used to, he's quite famous for sort of hiding himself yes. on stage yes. as well. Yes. I read apparently um, uh, he got the idea because he did a lot of gigs in Hamburg. Okay. And he was on the Reaper Balm and performing a lot with strippers. Oh, okay. And he sort of appropriated their routines into his. Oh, really? Yes, oh, he I said didn't know that's that. why he would appear on TV sort of like this. <laughs> yes. And, like there's sort of this play with him hiding his image. and. That's a wonderful idea. And a mm. wonderful place to get the idea from. <laughs> and I kind of chose this song as well because I think it's quite an underappreciated song. I think here it was only number 10 or something in the charts. Yeah. Or maybe a bit lower mm -hmm. even, but it was quite big in Belgium. Yeah, apparently Dave Berry was big in uh, the Belgium and the Netherlands for okay. some reason. <laughs> yeah. And also because I really love Ray Davies. He's my mm. favourite songwriter, really. So there's a little bit of me in this as well. <laughs> it's just okay. Because... I, I really love Ray Davies.
Okay, so for the second choice, we're going to go for a... Yugoslav girl band. And very underheard. Um, my dad has a couple of their records and showed me mm-hmm. a few. So I did my own research and went online and found some of their songs. And I really love this one. Uh, it's a little bit of a... Kind of a girl power track in a way. The lyrics are about the whole world sort of joining hands together and all the girls around the world joining hands together, which I thought was really lovely. Um, but the translation of their name is Dreamers, which I think is nice uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and there's a little music video that you can find of this song, mm. which is them on this um, sort of almost like a parade boat. And they're being yeah. like driven around the city, presumably Belgrade, I think. So is it Venac or Venac Okosveta? So like a a chain or like a a link around the world. first kind of all-girl group in Yugoslavia. Yeah, they were popular at the, the, at the time, mm-hmm. in the 60s. But there was a lot of female singers that came okay. from that time that were very much influenced by 60s French pop, actually, quite a lot of them. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. you think that they were more influenced by kind of Ye Ye and the French definitely, pop definitely. than maybe the Shangri-Las or something? Uh, I think so. I mean, this group in particular perhaps were influenced by these sort mm. of American girl groups, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like Yugoslav solo sing- singers of the 60s, I think were influenced a lot by old Yugoslav folk music, obviously, mm. but also a lot of French, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was actually going to put in this playlist, there's a song, I think there's a French version of it that was on Eurovision, but it's quite okay. a big song by Dragan Stoinich, and it's Bileta Kolepa, which is, she was so beautiful, I think, and it was like a Eurovision song. It's like a very, very popular song. Mm. I was gonna put that song in this podcast, but I decided okay. not to, because it's, it's a, maybe actually a very, very popular song <laughs> in a way. 
Have you thought about how you might decorate your apocalypse bunker? Absolutely. I think I'd have a coffee table with lots of coffee table books on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd have a, I'd have a washing machine actually, so you can have a regular turnaround of, of nice clothes. Even yeah, though, even though good. you are in your bunker, I think it would be mm. good to, to no? still look chic, you know. I think it's important, even though you might not have contact with anyone for. Absolutely. To, I'd still um, like to be fresh and clean. Spruce. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's quite good. I mean, with the uh, coffee table, you do get a, I think, not Shakespeare like Desert Island discs, yeah. but we will get you a, um, a kind of natural geographic album. Oh, nice. So you get pictures of the world so you can... Oh, like reminisce. Sort of, what yeah, reminisce about right. life above ground. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're travelling to Korea on the next We stop. are travelling to Korea, and this is one of my favourite songs. Uh, this is a song that sounds positive, but the title is actually quite negative. Mm. <laughs> it's, um, the translation is, I hate it, or I don't like it, or I don't, yeah, I don't like it. Mm. So it's, it's Korean, is it Sil Iyo? Shilo, I Shilo, think. Shilo, okay. Shilo, yeah. Shilo, oh that's right, it sounds like yeah. you're singing Shilo sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Written by Shin Young Hyun, which was, he was a very, very popular, I suppose, uh, songwriter in okay. 60s, 70s Korea, South Korea. And he wrote a lot of, yeah, like big hits in Korea. And I don't know if this was much of a hit, but it's been covered by a girl group called the Pearl Sisters, who were also a Korean girl group. Mm -hmm. And that's a really wonderful version as well. I mostly chose this song because I think it's got a wonderful beat and it's a song that I like to dance around to. And I think you need that when you're in. Absolutely. When you're in yeah. a bunker and it's the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I think you need something to dance around to and be joyous about.
Uh, apparently, he was uh, imprisoned as well for quite a long period. He was. Park Chung Ki mm. um, asked him to compose a song for him. Okay. And um, instead, he composed what is his uh, most famous song called Beautiful Rivers and Mountains. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, um, and he had mm. him arrested for it. And, um, okay. But I think they were quite tolerant of him, but apparently he had quite long hair, which was not allowed in their regime. So yes. the police cut his hair. Right, okay. And uh, they sort of incarcerated his instruments as well and imprisoned him. But then I think when Park Chung Ki was <laughs> no longer in charge, he was escaped and... Yeah. Now, I think he's still alive as well. I think he's still he's alive. It's a shame that he's not still writing music. He should be heard a little bit more as mm. well. Yeah. Uh, there's also an album called Now by Kim Young-mi, I think that's her name. But it's a really wonderful 70s album. But almost, she's almost like the Francois Hardy of Korea. And he wrote, oh, I think okay. he wrote the songs on that album, or he produced the album, one of the, one of the two. But either way, that album is a really wonderful mm. album as well and it's got a wonderful cover with like orange 70s writing and she's in a field mm. in this big blue sky above her yeah I guess he was quite brave to actually um, record that music as well so it's more Absolutely. of a political act even though his it music's was. often quite mm. kind of melodic whereas lots of ballads aren't they yeah there's say. a lot of ballads and I think he was writing a lot of almost psychedelic bringing almost psychedelia to Korea and I think oh, obviously taking yeah. Western influence mm. no uh, apparently he started out um, uh, performing at the, the US military bases oh and that's sort of where he managed to uh, sort of siphon off American right. culture whereas I guess in Yugoslavia it was always a bit more tolerant of kind of Western music I think in the 60s it was definitely more tolerant because obviously there was a break from the Soviet Union in the late 40s mm -hmm. uh, and Yugoslavia was slightly more tolerant of the, the West at that point and they were getting a lot of Western imports and Yugoslavia was the place that people would from, from neighbouring countries even would go and buy records, they'd buy jeans, they'd buy their mm. sort of almost like Western imports would, would go there. Mm. Even in Yugoslavia there was a lot of censoring and a lot of censoring of, yeah, like rock and roll and punk, later punk as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is a shame. But a lot of good stuff came from it as well and there yeah. was some really almost like boundary pushing music coming out at the mm. time. Like, compared to the USSR, where people would did like bootleg um, vinyl on x rays. Yeah. So, something I saw. So, I guess it's. It was yeah, a they lot weren't more smuggling. Yeah, they weren't thing. smuggling things mm -hmm. in, like smuggling music in. <laughs> mm. So, this is the entry of Christ into Liverpool by Adrian Henry and the Liverpool scene. Uh, Adrian Henry's a poet, but he's also a musician. And, and an artist, he's multidisciplinary, I suppose. And he's my favorite poet. And he was part of the uh, Liverpool poets in the 60s. And they were basically a group that did beat poetry and would have like collaborations with one another on, on artistic projects. Yeah, it was part of the beat generation. Basically, mm -hmm. like a, a, a continuation of, of that that went into the late 
scenes. And Adrian Henry was one of the main figures of that scene. And he was married to Caroline Duffy, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's a great writer, great poet. Uh, but this song is spoken word, one of his poems, which is, is also in a, in, in a collection of his poetry, uh, mm -hmm. over the sound of sort of like a jazzy, slightly kind of rocky, experimental piece. Mm. And the, the poem is, is about a protest that he was on in Liverpool and what he's seeing, experiencing while he's at this protest. Uh, so it's a little bit political. There's a bit of kitsch in there. There's a bit of satire. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just really like it. City morning. Dandelion seeds blowing from waste ground. Smell of overgrown trivet hedges. In the distance, children's voices. Sounds from the river. Round the corner into Myrtle Street. Saturday morning shoppers. Headscarves. Shopping baskets dogs. Then, down the hill, the sound of trumpets, children's voices, ice cream vans, flags breaking out over buildings, black and red, green and yellow, union jacks, red ensigns, long live socialism, stretched against the blue sky over St George's Hall. Now the procession, the marching drums. Hideous masked royal faces of old ladies in the crowd. Yellow masks of girls in curlers and headscarves, smelling of factories. Masks, 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 red masks, purple masks, pink masks, crushing. Surging, carrying me along, down the hill, past the Philharmonic, the Labour Exchange, O'Connor's, excited feet, crushing the geraniums in St. Luke's Garden. Placards, banners, posters, keep red and white, end the war in Vietnam, God bless our Pope, long live Ian Paisley, words scrawled on pavement. Words painted on walls, words painted on the road. Stop! Go! Halt! No, I, I like the part of the end where he says Guinness is, um, Guinness, Guinness is good. Is, Guinness is, Guinness is, yeah, Guinness he repeats <laughs> Guinness is uh, yeah. about a hundred times uh -huh, and then gets to like the end he's... of the sentence. Guinness is, Guinness is, Guinness is. Guinness is, Guinness is good, Guinness is good, Guinness is good for, Guinness is good, Guinness is good for, Guinness is good for, Guinness is good for, Mask, 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 Guinness is good for, Guinness is good for, Guinness is good for Guinness is good for Guinness is good for you. It's almost as though he can't quite see what. At least I can see something, but then he can't. 
Yeah, it's like, like the, pro the, the procession of, it, of the, the yeah, absolutely, yeah, the procession of the protest uh -huh. is going past him, and then he's mm. he's just seeing their their banners from above people's heads, and can just about see the Guinness sign. Yeah, <laughs> and wondering what it says. So it makes it feel very live. It is almost like proto proto punk in a way, um, and the the poem itself is well worth reading. And mm. Adrian Henry's poems. I mean, I sound like I'm endorsing him now, but he's a, a really great poet and I think an un underappreciated poet. I think interesting that um, Adrian Henry was very kind of pro-Liverpool and he resisted the urge to move down to London Absolutely. and he was always very loyal to the Liverpool scene. We're going, we're going to uh, pop off down to London now to yes. an underground London band from the 60s. Yes. So this is, um, my next one is Reflections of Charles Brown by Rupert's People which Sounds a lot like White a Shade of Pale <laughs> by yeah. Procol Harum, which I'm aware of. But I think it's a little bit of a better song. It's obviously got that that beginning that has like back, that back beginning. Yeah, air on a G string. Mm. Absolutely. And I chose this song because I really love the lyrics. It's just the everyday experiences of a working man in London. London. And I think it's good to, to remember the everyday reality of people that were living mm. <laughs> before the apocalypse. Obviously, this is within mm. the 60s, so we're not into the more modern living, but... Yes, post-capitalist <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, so, so this is yeah. the, the, the everyday life before life got... Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, yeah. <laughs> in a way.
in this song is um, the bit where he's, he says, gets up at 10 a.m. on his weekly one day off, which is, yeah, but he only has true. one day a week off. Mm. That's, yeah, mm -hmm. a bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's, a, there's a certain melancholy to the song that I like as well. Um, mm. And partly why I chose it. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of reality, but a little bit of a melancholic reality. Well, we should add that it feels a bit like a sauna in here, doesn't it? It, it, it does, it's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit sweaty. But we both look very glamorous. Yeah, yeah, and, also um, glamorous, for sure. Yes. So, we're recording on Sunday morning, which uh, <laughs> is appropriate as... The next song is not... Well, it is about mornings, but... The singer also wrote a song called Sunday Morning, which mm -hmm. was probably her biggest hit. Uh, this song is called Something's Wrong With The Morning, uh, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this morning, but I think there would be something wrong with the morning if you woke up and you were in a, in a you were in a padded mm -hmm. cell and it was an apocalypse. Perpetual mm -hmm. sameness of waking up and it's still the apocalypse and you're mm -hmm. still the maybe could be the last person alive. You'd kind of lose your sense of earthness yeah. if you were in an apocalypse bunker. You could yeah. be just floating in space or yeah. floating in someone else's imagination. Absolutely. Completely For all you know. Changes your perception body. of yeah. yeah and your yeah. Something's wrong with the because she didn't tour because yeah. her, her husband was a jazz musician yeah. and she saw how much um, uh, sort of work and submission went yeah. into um, you know actually promoting music yeah. and uh, so she didn't tour and uh, also there's a quote some, I think it's uh, referring to kind of record company executives can telling you okay. what to say and do right she said I had, I had enough daddy when I was five years old <laughs> That's the line that's that, uh, attributed to her. That's a great quote. And uh, she's got a very distinctive kind of vocal sound. She does, yeah. Um, apparently she was signed to Atlantic and uh, she had lots of problems during the recording sessions with her voice sound. Okay. So they didn't really... I don't think she finished the sessions. Oh, okay. And it was, it was sort of a, at a later date she uh, got another contract mm. and uh, they made a kind of double track all the vocals so she's oh, okay. singing the same line several times right and that's 
I think, quite a distinctive part of her sound. That yeah. Kind of very yeah, it does sound very layered. You can mm. hear, like, different, almost like, not quite different octaves, but there's definitely, like, a layering on her voice. And there's also that song, I think it's called California Shake, mm. which is, that's a great song. But it took me a really long time to realise that there's, there's actually the sound of, like, rumbling in an earthquake underneath. I didn't realise that. song? Yeah, because it's so, so low. Uh, Good. You can only hear it through like speakers that are very bassy. You can hear like mm -hmm. the sound of an earthquake underneath that song. So oh, wow. it's really appropriate because I think the song's about an earthquake in yeah, California. Yeah, disaster. Yes. <laughs> a disaster. Yeah, maybe that would have been more fitting. So we're going back to a, um, a Yugoslav band from the 70s. Uh, this is Monotonia by Pe Pekinska Patka, which mm. is Peking Duck Peak. in English. Uh, and the song's called Monotony, which, again, is fitting for being in a, in a bunker and not really having much to do. But this song is uh, a really good example of Yugoslav post-punk mm. that was emerging in Yugoslavia in the 70s. And it's, it's, it's slightly got a Joy Division style mm. in a way. Um, but the album is a really wonderful album and they're a really, really great band and a really good example of, yeah, Yugoslav punk. to begin with, Peking Duck were 
like a bit more of a kind of uh, straight Sex Pistols inspired funk band. Yeah, yeah their first were... album was definitely mm. a lot more, yeah, like almost, I don't want to say classic rock, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they, they kind of, for this album, they just suddenly went with this uh, kind of Joy Division-esque yeah. um, sound. Yeah. And um, yeah, apparently there's some good stories about them. They got into lots of arguments and um, uh, they, they were performing in Bosnia and the bassist mm. was unhappy about this. Right. And um, he kind of sabotaged the gig by playing all the songs uh, right. sort of backwards and out of right. tune for the whole okay. gig. And, that's a great um, anecdote. I think the singer, he kind of rubbed up against the regime quite a lot. He did, yeah. And yeah. Um, he yeah. described their band as sort of orthodox punk or something like this. Right, okay. Which, I, yeah, I guess religion in general was illegal. And, yeah. Well, not illegal, discouraged, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, fairly discouraged at mm. the time, yeah. So it's interesting, in the UK, with punk, you're very much a kind of atheistic, nihilistic drive to it. But yeah. In Yugoslavia, the kind of reactionary nature of punk means that um, to say that you're an orthodox uh, Christian band yeah. <laughs> is actually the more... It's a statement uh, yeah. in itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, because they, they were on Yugaton as well. They were on Yugaton, yeah. yeah that was that was the, the main record label. In Yugoslavia. In Yugoslavia. It was based in Zagreb. People are quite nostalgic for those records in mm. Yugoslavia. Yeah, they are. They are. Collectible. They are really collectible. I think people are hesitant to sell them. It's actually quite fu- like hard to find to find mm. these records online, like on Discogs and things like that. I've been mm. trawling through it, trying to find these records that I love mm-hmm. from from yeah the 60s and 70s Yugoslavia. And I think people just hold on to them because they've mm. got that nostalgic element to them of, of mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and it's surprising, actually, how many like people my dad's age, like in their late 50s, mm. mid to late 50s, uh, they, they, know, they, they know so much about these like punk, post-punk bands. Like they were really, yeah. quite, really mm-hmm. quite big at the time. Mm. Also, there's like a huge like population of like, especially older people in, in Serbia who, like mm. my grandma's sort of age, Mm-hmm. that are really nostalgic about it. Like, they will just, into everyday conversation, slip in. Oh, it was better in Tito's day. Yes. <laughs> this wouldn't have happened then. I did a bit of traveling and I met a woman on the train. Mm. She had like a Coca-Cola handbag. Oh, wow. But uh, she produced a kind of old Nokia phone and she had a, a Tito screensaver. Which really? She was, uh... <laughs> so for the last track, yeah. you have something which is, well, I think it's one of the best titles ever. Yeah, me too. So it's a Tapestry from an Asteroid by Sun Ra. And again, appropriate for the apocalyptic scenario. So I chose this as the last song as well. So it's like a imagining like an asteroid kind of hitting the Earth. Um, and it's just a wonderful piece of, of jazz music. Yeah, it's beautiful because Sun Ra, he's sort of He's more associated for these uh, like free jazz or experimental. Yeah, for his later, for his later, mm. uh, his later pieces. Whereas this is a bit more of a classic jazz setup, but it still has that sort of anarchic dissonant edge to it. Yeah, it does. You kind of feel like it's going to veer off and. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, and um, it does sound like the soundtrack to sort of like the end of the world, I suppose. 
Chicago, mm. and you know, he had this vision when he was young. Um, in a dream, he, he imagined that he was visited by someone from Saturn, or he was transported to Saturn. Mm. And um, this alien with various antennae informed him that uh, his life's mission was to make music and they should drop out of college. Right. Uh, and from that point, he uh, devoted his life to music. Right. And he, you know, he recorded, what was it, like hundreds of albums. Yeah, hundreds. And clearly, yeah. Had like a commune of musicians and things yeah. like this. Yeah. And uh, so, have you thought about which film you would take? Uh, so I would take uh, a film from Yugo it's a Yugoslavian film uh, called WR Mysteries of the Organism, ah. yeah. which is yeah one of my favorite films by mm. uh, Dusan Makaveev. Uh, and I don't really know why I chose it, but it's just a great piece of, of uh, like avant-garde film. It's about um, Wilhelm Reich, isn't it? Yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah. Sort of sexologist. Sexologist, yeah. Who um, I think the organon free love. Free love, yeah. And yeah. he made the org organon machine, which is sort of. I don't think it's appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> maybe. Okay, you'll have to look that one up. Yeah, that, that's organon. that's for home mm. homework. But in, then he made movies later in in mm. in America, slightly later. I think in the mid to late seventies he. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, made a few films in America that were still kind of based on like Yugoslav uh, mm -hmm. life, mocking Eastern, Eastern communism, but then also mocking capitalism at the same time, which I think is a really, mm. it was it was interesting for the for the time as well to kind of be able to take both of those, I want to say regimes, but not quite ideologies, let's say, yeah. and um, and question them and and turn mm. them on their head a little bit. And see the faults in both of them, and 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 the absurdity in both of them as well. So WR Mysteries of the Organism is is very good at doing that. In our sick society, everyone is sick. A human being averages four thousand orgasms per lifetime. Do not turn off this pulsating motor of joy and life energy. Orgasm, must stop the machine now. 
muškom fašizmu, sloboda ženskom narodu. Underappreciated book. Again, it's 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 60s avant-garde novel. She was a British writer. Uh, I've only recently started reading everything that I could get my hands on by her. Uh, but it's a uh, quite a short novel that follows uh, a man called Berg that's out to kill his father. It's quite a simple premise. But this this guy Berg is a really um, uh, quite a sinister character, and Anne Quinn is is very good at at writing from a male perspective, which I thought was yeah from this sort of almost psychotic male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really that related to <laughs> apocalypses, but no. <laughs> it's just yeah, a book sure I've been that's... enjoying recently. So yeah, I guess um, she's sort of quite stylistically. Mm. kind of bold as well isn't she yeah her narratives sometimes just take a complete turn and she'll start kind of writing in a stream of consciousness and you wouldn't really mm. notice that that's what it is until you've basically finished a paragraph and you mm. realise that you don't you're not really following the plot anymore mm-hmm. uh, and I really like how she does that and veers off mm. off the narrative and finally have you uh, considered your or uh, advice or one-line epigram for future generations? I think I would write a really long letter and leave it in the bunker for everyone to... Not, I say everyone, but whoever finds it to yeah. read. Whoever, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. It might not be, might not be a human. Uh, I might have to write it in, in code or something, in, like, computer... Mm-hmm. Code. Binary code. In binary oh, code. Yeah. So maybe your message would be like one zero zero one one zero one yeah. zero. Yeah. I think that would be my message. That's a good message. I think I think that is. Yeah. Oh, would you have a luxury? Oh, a luxury. Mm. I think a camera. Ah. Like a like a film camera. Maybe that's, that's an obvious one. But kind of like documenting my time mm. in the bunker. Yeah. Maybe not documenting myself, but mm-hmm. strange, strange videos. Interesting, because you're kind of be making an artwork or a, a diary yeah. for yourself, or maybe with an audience which may not be mm. alive. Yeah. In mind. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that could with be the hope a future of a message. future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe just I don't know, do something a little bit cheesy and film myself getting stressed out about. Life in, in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. So at the moment you're in a, a band called uh, the, the Shadracks. Yeah, we're called the Shadracks. We're a three-piece band, uh, sort of punk, bit of rock and roll. Our next show is with Billy Childish in Medway, oh, which is where the other my bandmates are from. I'm not mm-hmm. from Medway, but they're from Medway in Kent, where that whole there's a Medway scene. So that's in October, and I play bass, and it's very fun, but I think it's October the 11th. For some reason, I think the poster only says Medway. Oh God, it's a bit vague. Yeah, I know, but it's got the venue, obviously, but I just don't know Mm -hmm. where. (laughs) 
show you the grit and gory When I lay it out in front of your eyes When I tell you of our demise You need to know I won't do it again Just take a breath and count to ten Just take a breath and count to ten Just take a breath and count to ten It was one cool summer's evening Sun was gleaming A dim light shone from above When I did tell her of my love For her and all that can be A love I thought would set us free 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 A love I thought would set us free. Well, thank you for hanging out with me in a laundrette. Yeah, I think I think I might I think yeah. I might just stay here, you know, for the, for the rest yeah. of the day. Just get a deck chair in the yeah, laundrette. Absolutely, the microclimate of the laundrette, of yeah. the barbican laundrette. This has been Apocalypse Bunker Discs. If you would like to volunteer yourself as a future lockaway, then please email apocalypsebunkerdiscs at gmail.com with a few of your underheard choices. The bubbling music you may have heard at the start of the show was called Tumblewash by Daphne Oram, a early electronic music pioneer from the 50s and 60s, and we've just been listening to Count to Ten by Theodora's band The Shadrachs and their latest single, Tranquil Salvation. This is Oliver Turtle leaving you now. It's getting a bit hot wearing a black wool suit in this laundrette. Thank you.